this is episode 129. I'm your host, Susie Botello, for the SBP podcast, Mobile Filmmaking. So I wanted to share a little bit with you about some of the awesome things that I don't get to share when I have a guest. Um, and that is because, you know, I focus on their story and what they have to say. Um, but some things are happening and I think I need to share them with you because they're pretty important. If you know me, you probably know that um, I started in the mobile filmmaking world um, way back when I couldn't find anyone who was doing this at the grand scale of mobile filmmaking. What I mean by that was that it was important for me to stick to this vision that I had where movies, the movies that you see on a big screen in a theater uh, could be shot with mobile phones. This was back in 2009 when I launched the film festival, but it was really September 11th, 2001, that began to connect the future of filmmaking um, and it involved cell phones at the time. But I'm not here to share that story because that story, I've said it a lot of, a lot of times. Um, and, you know, it, for me, it gets old. And if you've been listening to me for a while, it probably will get old for you as well. Uh, you can listen to some of the uh, earlier podcasts or you can listen to or you can read actually about my story and maybe I'll, I'll write about it. Um, I do have a new platform. It's called suzybotello.substack.com and that platform is pretty awesome because it allows me to freely write, which I love to do, and that is communicating the things that I want to communicate, which are very hard to do on social media. And what I do is I add a section to it for comments and threads so we can have discussions. And I really want to share these things with you guys um, in a way that goes beyond social media. And you could subscribe and you'll get the newsletters. And I also post things without sending newsletters. Um, I also am able to share videos on there and some other podcasts actually as well. And so anyways, I just wanted to share that with you because I'm pretty excited about it and I'm building that with you in mind. Uh, so I'll add a link to the notes. But one of the things that I want to share a couple of months ago, or maybe a month ago, I can't remember, time is just flying by. You know, it's the summer. Um, but a couple months ago, I wrote a, an article about film distribution for smartphone feature films. And it just dawned on me, like literally this morning, that I needed to share where we are in the world of mobile film. Now, a long time ago, when I did launch the film festival to provide a challenge to filmmakers, that was earlier in 2009. 
Now here we are, it's 2022. But back around the end of 2014, no, 2015, sorry, um, I got a phone call from a magazine and one of my colleagues in the film industry and video production uh, gave me a call one day. Um, this was probably just a few weeks before our 2016 film festival. So it was most likely in April uh, that uh, probably even sooner than that, actually. But whenever that was, it was in 2016 and the winter edition of that magazine arrived. Uh, he had a subscription. And on the cover of that uh, magazine was a little, a little blurb of a feature story uh, that was called, I think it was called Smartphone Filmmaking 101. And inside, there were several pages covered with uh, interviews from friends in pioneers in the mobile filmmaking industry. The reason I'm sharing this with you is because, I don't want to share that whole story, but the reason I'm sharing it is because um, I, I did buy the magazine, of course, because it's a tangible thing. And it's, it's rare, right, to have a printed magazine uh, with your name on it. And everyone that I know in this, in this, you know, mobile filmmaking community at the time, everyone that I knew sort of got pretty excited about it, right? They were like, hey, because for us, it was like, God, is anyone ever going to catch up to this? You know, it, it was, I mean, like, just imagine punk rock back in the day, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it? A basement type of a thing. And one of the things that people were asking was, is this it? Is this how mobile filmmaking goes mainstream? And that word mainstream I thought about it this morning and partially because I keep going over that article that I wrote because I wanted to share with everyone how many feature films are now available on traditional, you know, online distribution where independent filmmakers uh, are also there, right? But also not just them, but Hollywood films are also there, like Amazon Prime and Tubi. I'm just going to give you those two right now. There are many others. One of the cool things about it is, and and this is, this is, you know, from my perspective, this is my story. You know, I'm always talking about storytelling and how you have your own unique perspective. And from my perspective, because I come from, you know, way back when, um, you know, we, we have this idea that mainstream is a big deal, right? When it comes to making movies with a phone, but what is mainstream? Like, what does that actually mean? Well, I wanted, I was thinking about a movie 
uh, Brokeback Mountain. When that movie came out, it was an independent filmmaker that made that film. And I remember here in San Diego where I live, there are several small local theaters that don't play Hollywood mainstream, quote unquote, films. They play independent films. Well, there were lines around the building. People who wanted to watch that film. And the reason they wanted to watch that film was because they had heard about what a wonderful story it was. Of course, I'm sure Heath Ledger being in it also had something to do with it. And um, it was incredible to, to witness what happened. What happened was that the big theaters, right, at the time, your mainstream theaters, cinemas, uh, picked up on that and they thought, well, wait a minute. If this little big independent film is catching on this way, then then we must we must get a hold of that film and have it go mainstream all over everywhere and distribute that film. Brokeback, Brokeback Mountain won a bunch of awards, of course, uh, the acting and the director and so on. But now going back to mobile filmmaking, what is mainstream? So I don't have my notes in front of me, darn it. I forgot to open them up. But this morning, very early, before I even got out of bed, I started making notes. And so I'll just go off the top of my head. I was comparing independent filmmaking with mobile filmmaking. Now, when it comes to shorts, you know, short films, that's always been tough for distribution. And there's a bunch of reasons for that, but I'm not going to go into it. But most of the time, what distributors are looking for are between 89 and, you know, 89 minutes and, um, you know, uh, maybe a hundred and I don't know, 20 at the most, but they like 90 minute films on average. Feature films are, you know, they're the kind of films that you watch when you're on Netflix or when you go to the theater. Most likely people are not going to go to the theater, go have dinner, get popcorn, buy a, you know, hundred dollar ticket. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but you know, they're kind of expensive now. Um, and sit down and watch a 10 minute movie. They're just, they're just not going to do that. It's, it's movie night is usually longer than that. And it's a real escape. It's a real submersive thing. So feature films, they do have an upper hand when it comes to distribution. That doesn't mean that feature films are better than shorts or vice versa. And the reason is the story, right? If you have a really good story and you are able to turn that story into a film and captivate your audience, then you've made an awesome film. 
And it doesn't matter what camera you made it with. So what I was comparing between both of these, you know, types of films was two things. One of them is the fact that they're being distributed on the same platforms as other independent films are. Also in Hollywood films, because that's one of the things that happened uh, during the pandemic. And, <laughs> you know, it's just kind of, it, it's really ironic, right, that when we went mainstream, now I said that in past tense, we in this mobile filmmaking industry, if you, you know, community, are we going to go mainstream? Is this the time when we, when mobile filmmaking goes mainstream? It quietly did go mainstream. And I'm going to make the case for that because they're being distributed just like any other independent film. And most of the good films that you watch, um, a lot of times are made by independent filmmakers. Now, if you go to any of your, you know, whatever you have for the most part, and you're looking through all the films, do you recognize the Hollywood directors from the independent filmmakers? Well, as a filmmaker, you probably do. As the audience, no, not really. They go by you know, yeah, it, it, the audio has to be good. The picture has to be good. And for the most part, the very, the most important thing is that you have captivated, they're, they're completely captivated, basically, by the story. And that, that right there is what made Brokeback Mountain become a big deal. So, how did we get to mainstream? Because we did. We did get to mainstream. So here's a, another similarity. The mainstream media, uh, you know, makes a big deal out of your film. Well, that's happened. Now, we, we know Steven Spielberg made a music video. We know Steven Soderbergh. You know, is it a Steve thing? What's going on here? Steven Soderbergh you know, made some films there, you know, the, the other uh, High Flying Bird was actually produced and financed by Netflix. Um, and it was shot on an iPhone. Um, there was Unsane. There, there's a number of, of these little films that are big films, obviously, um, that um, Hollywood filmmakers, uh, famous filmmakers, how's that, uh, that they've made. And the media just immediately just gobbles it up. Oh, you know, because they made a film with an iPhone or, or whatever. The thing is, it's because someone is famous that they're telling that story, not because of the film itself, right? But in 2021, a friend of ours, her name is Jennifer Zhang, made a movie shot on her iPhone, and she made the mainstream media, um, meaning that the mainstream media shared 
the story of the film, it was sort of going viral. Um, it was watched in many different places, and the film went to the film market at Cannes. Um, it was kind of a big deal. Uh, she won the F- Best Feature Film Award in our film festival, and she was actually at our film festival this last uh, April. The thing about it is, that's another comparison. So mainstream films get promoted, they get talked about, and they end up being featured in you know mainstream media sites. Uh, things like going to the film market at Cannes, that's kind of a big deal. So if we start comparing these things with other independent films, which are really good, which you see at the Academy Awards and winning Oscars and things like that, we are, and, and I want to stress that, we, we didn't go mainstream in the way that maybe some people pictured it as like this big bang, like one day, boom, here we are, we went mainstream. I don't think it happened like that. As a matter of fact, I know it didn't happen like that. And I'm, and I'm saying this past tense because I want to confirm with you, mobile filmmaking in every sense, well, in most senses of that meaning of that word has gone mainstream. So if you needed permission to admit that to yourself, to the inner you, to the other you, to the film director inside you, say it to your phone right now, say it to your friends, your family, you know, anyone who says, you know, it's just a smartphone film. No, it's not just a smartphone film. This is a film. Okay. Now I always stress that a movie was shot with a phone because there's a reason for that. A, a movie that's shot with an RE camera or something like that is really not an attainable camera for most people. But we know that everybody has great stories to tell. And any one of those people who want to share that story can start by using their phone. It's it's right there. You're probably holding it right now. That's not something that happens with other films, okay? Most likely you, and I've said this before, most likely you don't have an RE camera in the trunk of your car while you're watching a film shot with an RE. And do you even care? Unfortunately, most people do not sit through the credits and see what cameras and, you know, things like that were being used. In mobile filmmaking, though, it's because it's gone mainstream. We don't need permission from anybody to say that. So feel free. I'm giving myself permission to say this and I'm giving you permission to say this. And I think this is a a big deal, and I think we need to make it a big deal. So if you're listening, get out there and let everyone know this is a mainstream 
um, industry, mobile filmmaking. Okay. You don't have to have a million people doing it in order for it to be mainstream. It's the accessibility that people have to make films with a phone. I, I, I'm distinguishing video, you know, just like you would, there's, there's film production and there's video production. And that's not saying, you know, there's a reel of film in the camera that has to do with what you expect from a film. Like for example, music videos, right? Are not considered films. And I'll give you an example of like, when you go to a theater to watch a movie, most of the time, you're going to watch a narrative film. You're not going to go watch a music video. Most of the time, you're not going to watch a documentary. There are some exceptional, incredible documentaries that are literally films. And I would still say that most documentaries can sort of you know, wobble their way between film and video, right? But most documentaries are on television or they're in film festivals like, you know, music videos and things like that. And this is a developing thing in my brain. So if I'm not being, you know, if you disagree with me, that's okay. I I will accept whatever argument you have with that too. Um, But I'm just trying to make this point that when you go to a theater, you sit down and you watch a film, you are making films like this. If you're making a feature film and you shoot it with your phone camera and you've, you've mastered the, the audio and the video, you've done your color grading, you, you know, you got a masterpiece, right? You have made a film period and you've used a camera that you didn't have to pay extra for. You've figured out how to use that camera just like anybody else using any other camera. What it comes down to is what your audience thinks of your film. Because remember what I said earlier about Brokeback Mountain. The people that lined up all around the building down the street, you know, to watch that film. They had no idea what it was shot with. Most of them didn't even know the name of the filmmaker. But what they had heard was that this was a really good movie. This was a great story. And you got to go see it. And that's why that film got picked up and went where it went. And If you've never heard of Brokeback Mountain, just Google it, okay? Um, I just wanted to say that to you. I wanted to share this with you because I want you to go ahead and just just have a cupcake or something. Celebrate. Um, Celebrate it because mobile filmmaking has gone mainstream. All right? Now, last words. (laughs) Um, Last words. We're open for film submissions at the International Mobile Film Festival. And so go to internationalmobilefilmfestival.com and um, get all the details and submit your films. 
the deadline, the regular deadline for the uh, feature films is October 19th. So that's coming right up. Um, guys, make those films. And if you've ever dreamed of making a movie, this is a viable way for you to do it. Practice making shorts. Practice uh, doing, you know, making short little narrative films. But don't go anywhere online or tell your friends that this is just a smartphone film. Validate the projects that you make because you made them. And if you've spent the time and you've made the effort, you need to do it. And here's another reason. We're all part of this community, this mobile filmmaking community, and we support each other. And if you devalue your, your film as just a smartphone film, then you are devaluing all our films. If you call a mobile film festival just a mobile film festival, then you're devaluing every single film festival out there that is actually supporting filmmakers. Filmmakers are a special people, and, and you are. And the reason that I'm doing what I'm doing, the reason I even started doing what, I was do, what I'm doing, and my motivation for, this is not easy to do. It's not easy to run a film festival year in, year out. What motivates me, what inspires me, is my love for you, the filmmaker, the storyteller, making films. I really don't care that you're making them with a smartphone or not, but the reason I made this film festival when others weren't considering doing this in this way was because I wanted to give people that I knew that were filmmakers that I love an opportunity to realize their dreams and get their stories made. And that's why I did it. And I continued to do it because I believed not so much in the technology, but in what you could do with it, because that's what's important. What you do with your technology is what inspires everyone else to use the technology to share their stories as films. Now, before I get too mushy on this, I'll let you go. And just remember, it's your story. No one can do a better job at telling your story from your perspective than you can. So get your phones out and start making those movies. We've gone mainstream, guys. So I wasn't reading any of this from any notes. Um, I just was talking, sharing my message with you. I don't want to go back and redo this because this came straight out from a message that I wanted to share with you. And if I go back and start, you know, trying to figure out how should I say this or maybe I shouldn't say that or oops, I 
used this different word or whatever it was, I'll probably screw everything up. So I'm going to leave it as it is. Just understand that I probably fumbled through a little bit of this message with you, but I hope that you got the gist of it. And, and that's it. So follow your dream, make your movies, share your stories. If you don't, somebody else will. And no one can share the stories that you can share like you can. And so now, as it's tradition, goodbye, listeners. (laughs) 